Hey, it is Thursday morning, December 16th. Kyle and I just braved the Windy City, and it was really windy. That was some kind of takeoff we had last night. But we're ready to go. Got a lot to talk about. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. I've had a lot of takeoffs in my day. And I have to say, flying out of O'Hare last night was a sporty one. That was fun. We had a lot of straight line wins. And uh, yeah, I'd rather be taking off in heavy wind than landing in heavy wind. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you're taking you off, the you're engines like, behind you. right. You right. just <laughs> you just punch it, and as long as you have enough thrust to pull you forward, right, and go up, like it might be a little weird, but you're you're gonna be fine. So we made it home last night. A beautiful day in Chicago. We had an amazing time at the refuel event that uh, Joe Chura, Dealer Inspire Cars put on. And let me just say. Ja, go. <laughs> he came. He came hard. He he wasn't messing around. He called people out. It was great and had a couple funny moments to boot. Like he's yeah. He, he he catches the the serious, the intense, and catches the little little quips and jabs too. So uh, my, it was really good. My favorite quip. So he's talking about covering and moving, and he's like, "All right, let me explain cover and move." He's like, "One guy shoots, and what happens when one guy's shooting? The enemy ducks, right? So the other guy moves to a better position." And then he shoots, and then I move. He goes, but what happens if Joe, and he points at Joe Chura, who's in the front row, Joe's moving, I'm supposed to be shooting. It's like, And then I think, you know, I'm kind of thirsty. I think I'm going to pull out my canteen and take a little drink. What are they going to do? Like, They're going to shoot Joe. And then he points at Joe. He goes, sorry, Joe. And then he looks next to Joe Chura's wife is sitting next to him, and he goes, so he goes, sorry, Joe, ma'am. That's <laughs> his like giving his giving his fake condolences to like Joe's wife consolence. for taking a drink out of his canteen. But either way, so there are a lot of great moments. Um, but the biggest takeaway from Jocko, and I think we can all own this as an industry, is that extreme ownership mentality. That instead of he said that the the bad Navy SEAL leaders, the young leaders, and you know they're going to be a bad leader, or they are. Con- currently a bad leader they come in and the mission goes wrong and you're like well what happened in a training exercise and they're like well that guy didn't do what he was supposed to do that guy didn't do what he was supposed to do and that guy didn't do it and if they would all get it together we would be successful right and then everything is everybody starts pointing their finger at everybody else but if the leader comes in and says you know what it was my job to make sure this was taken care of i didn't do it and he goes down the line he goes you know what happens just the opposite everyone else says no actually i could have done this better i should have done this better and so that element of ownership, I think, is is just, it's so simple to understand, and it's so hard to execute to, and I think I'm going to go, speaking of taking ownership for something not going right. Stop. Segway. Time. So Kyle had a bit of a firecracker of a post last night, and you know he was like, I hit a nerve. I was like, I think you hit a bone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to let Kyle explain the post and the fallout. I, you know, I was really concerned this morning that I was going to reach out to you and I wasn't going to get a response because you were bound and gagged in either like the Stellantis basement or car savers, you know, a trunk of a car saver. <laughs> but all that, what happened yesterday, Kyle? Yeah. Well, well, so let me just first say, look, I want to give a little commentary on Jocko's thing because I think a lot of times we can we can segment that to mean uh, super locally uh, taking ownership, um, but it's also globally. So, in, you know, th- there's this 
especially in automotive, like everything is whatever's wrong is wrong because of someone else, right? Whether it be locally, like that person didn't, you know, get the deal done or that person didn't, you know, communicate well with that customer or that manufacturer, you know, doesn't know what they're doing or that whatever. So um, I, I want to just say like that, hit, that struck me, right. Is uh, especially with the post that I'm just about to talk about is like calling out some of the, the faulty stuff out there. And so not to, not to say altogether that we can't call out wrongs or call out, you know, th things where people aren't executing. Um, but I do think that we have to be careful to, to ensure that we have solutions on the other end and that we do take our appropriate uh, level of ownership. So yeah, like you gotta post, raise, you gotta raise your hand too. Yes, right. Exactly. You can't you can't just point the finger. You raise your hand first, and then you call yep. out. Right. So the post. So, so the, the post, post <laughs> was essentially calling out the uh, the OEM uh, structured and it, not the and, and I wasn't particularly talking about like the co op programs where we have multiple people in where it's like these are the approved providers, but the ones where the OEMs have created direct relationships to create a shopping experience that is OEM branded. So uh, the ones that 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 I kind of called out was the Nissan at home, Shop, Click, Drive, and eShop, though there are a few others, right? But that uh, the, the, the segmentation of the customer journey, also uh, the actual user experience of those platforms um, is just not up to par with where the rest of the industry, the 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 privates that are that are doing some of the the really cool things on on the DR platforms side are doing, or uh, people outside of our industry are doing from a commerce perspective and a UX. So UI what you're saying is, they're not. You have to put an asterisk next to it. Well, that's okay for an OEM branded site, right? right. It's not. You can't say like that's a good site. You can be like, well, that's better than all the other ones, right? But exactly. in no way is it up to par with what the consumer expectation is or what is being put out elsewhere in the market. Exactly. And I mean, obviously, you know, uh, the, the, the marketing managers and the DR companies and all of that kind of came uh, alongside and said, yes, this is a problem. There was some pushback in some areas like, hey, from an OEM perspective, we've got to own the customer experience. And so this is a piece of owning the customer experience, making sure that it feels good to buy a brand X from any one of our stores. So I, I see both sides and I understand it. I just think that right now it's an us versus them battle and it needs to be a all of us versus problem battle because the problem is well, summarize is the post, summarize the post, summarize it in a sentence. These programs inhibit innovation at the dealership level for the most innovative dealers right especially the force-fed ones right okay which then which then basically inhibits really really positive customer experience which is the which is the end goal of all of this right. which right? then inhibits the perception of the retail automotive industry which then empowers the barbarians at the gate yeah the end full stop it's 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 a it's a trickle effect that like we just think is just one little you know it's like oh it bounces to a sub it, it bounces to an alternate do domain that the dealership doesn't own no it 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 doesn't do well to care for the culture of our stores and the perception of the automotive retail industry and so people are going to buy from Tesla right <laughs> let's start with that as the main goal right that's the winning the war part right we're not trying to win a battle of a platform or 
uh, you know what I mean, a certain experience. We're trying to win the war, trying to win the war. Yeah. And what, you know, when posts like that come up, right, and it has like 10,000 views this morning, and, you know, like the, the data shows, your data shows that, like, you know, the target is right. You're getting re connection requests, and when you look at who's looking at the post, it's all people at OEMs and, you know, big players, big players. And I think it's easy in these moments, right, to, to think or mistake the fact that someone would put something like that up just to create, like, the dog pile effect, Right, because it's yeah. really easy to dogpile on, on something negative, especially in, in the environment that we're in. But that's not the intention. The intention is actually to get ex extreme accountability on both sides because even though the OEM seems to be force-feeding it, look, look, it would be great if an executive or someone at the OEM, can you imagine for a second if somebody at the OEM was just like, hey, look, I know we've done a bad job. We've been trying to do well. Right, we're not trying to do to do a poor job, but when yes. we look at it, we're, we're doing a bad job, and we want the innovators. We have the budget for innovation, right? We want to have more of a culture of collaboration and innovation, so we can we want to be we we have the resources to put forth the most technologically savvy, retail facing, you know, portal or experience in the world. We could set the mark and set the bar right here. We're right. going to do that. We've done a bad job. Who's with us? You know, to go back to that Jocko example, if they, if somebody was just willing to do that, but they're not, like you get defensive leadership, it's ego driven. And like when Jocko yesterday was talking about the number one trait, you look for humility. I think if, if an ounce of humility came from an OEM, instead of that power play, I'm going to show you that I'm boss by forcing you into these things, that would change the whole conversation, I believe. And I, we yeah. need an OEM that's brave enough to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and like, it, and it doesn't, it's not, it's not to say like you're doing everything wrong. No, it's just, Hey, maybe this is an area that you need not new at all. insight, fresh insight, someone that you haven't listened to or heard from before. And, and what if that just like totally unhinges you, your whole experience it and, will. and pushes it forward? Yeah. It'd you could, crazy. you could be the benchmark. You could be the benchmark. And look, yeah. a lot of people have reached out you know, especially like, you know, I'll say lower level representatives, area reps saying like, hey, help us understand more. We'd love to, you know, we do this and this, help us understand this. It's like, that's not going to cut it. Right. That's not going to cut it. Like we need to go up the chain of command to have meaningful conversations with someone at the top who sets the tone. Because if that area level rep might be very empathetic and really want to change it, but guess what? If the top of the chain is ego driven and not humble and doesn't understand that this is an actual problem, it just doesn't matter. We're wasting our time. We're better off just innovating outside the OEM and figuring workarounds, which is really yep. what it is. The game is, how can I work around my OEM because I don't have any faith that they're going to give me the best experience. Right, exactly. And that sucks. And, and, that sucks. And we me, all let lose. Let me also be clear. Like, this is – so there were a couple comments yesterday, both in, like, back channels and, and on threads. That was like, yeah, but there are dealers killing it with these platforms, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And – I want to be very clear. Like one, we're in a time where a lot of people are killing it. Two, there are incredible operators that can work around circumstances that aren't the best and still do really well. Just because they're incredible operators. And still have much, a, a like massive amount of margin because of like, if these things were in place, how much more? Yeah. Like what, what more there is there? Yeah. And, and I think that, so at the dealership level, if you're looking at it, like, why are we fighting over this stuff when I've got X in the showroom or X and because it's all of it. 
Yeah. It's all of the right now and five years in the future that we keep talking about that if you're looking at it at from that perspective and to the OEMs, if you're looking at it, like to the OEMs who are having software that is talking about being a SaaS company in five years and, and pushing out 30 EVs, like today matters for your dealership yes. to, to your dealers too. Yep. It's, it's almost like targeting the mediocre players and saying, how can I make them crush it with this product? If right. you can make a great team out of mediocre players, that means you have good leadership and good systems, right? You're always going to have the stars, like you said, Kyle, that figure out how to make it work no matter what, just because they're great yes. athletes, right? Miss a few blocks, guess what? They can get through the line still. Yep. But if you can put a team together that can make a mediocre running back look like a star, that's something to talk about. Well, there you go. We're coming in heavy on Thursday. We, we're going hard. Let's we, go. <laughs> look, when you get, yeah, when you get Jocko yelling oh, at you for yeah. an hour, like, you know you're going to come with fire Let's the next get day. honest. <laughs> Let's just say, you know what? I'm going harder. <laughs> you're coming at me? I'm going twice as hard now. Good. <laughs> no factor. Right. And so um, switching, switching gears a little bit, we are throwing the industry's first industry-wide Christmas party on Monday. Yes, <laughs> you contextualize it like that. That's I, the only way to contextualize. I have an ugly it. sweater on right now because here at Congruent in Syracuse, it's ugly sweater day, and Kyle's like, "This is the first time in my whole career where I don't get a Christmas party." And then he was like, "You know what? We're throwing a really big Christmas party on Monday. So That's on great. Monday is our year-end extravaganza live stream. Please register at dealerspushingback.com/backslash/extravaganza, or you can just go to dealerspushingback.com. There's a button right there. Register. There are going to be giveaways. There's going to be a live band. There are going to be a whole boatload of thought leaders and Paul Wazer, the chairman of NAD is going to kick us off and we're going to have all kinds of stuff. It's going to be a big family party. Get somewhere where you can watch it with your team uh, register. It's going to be fun starting at noon Eastern actually starts about 1145 Eastern because the band's going to do a little That's something. When you really want to be there. Band's going to yeah. do a little something before we officially kick. So uh, <laughs> we'll go there. Let's talk about a quick news story is, is kind of everywhere, right? The fed really has a uh, changed direction big time uh, to yeah. curb inflation. Yeah, big news coming out today. Uh, looks like interest rates are going to be risen. Uh, less purchasing assets and spending uh, are going to happen from kind of uh, pandemic kind of level spending at the at the um, federal uh, at the federal level, uh, which has an impact on the economy. Uh, you know, in to curb inflation, uh, and then also individually at the at the auto uh, level, right? So looking at lending or looking at consumer behavior uh, amongst raising interest rates where we've become so accustomed to um, interest rates. Now, I think, and we were talking just a little bit ago, the reality is, is that, you know, when you have a uh, still an inventory shortage and super high demand, like the, the where the interest rates are going to go is not going to massively affect consumer demand. Yeah. Um, but it definitely will uh, affect some of the, you know, just lending guidelines and and some of the opportunities that you've maybe been used to uh, when submitting that deal over at yeah, the dealership for level. Sure, uh, it might look a little bit different coming back, but uh, you know, overall, there, there's there's definite, uh, you know, positive insights, especially coming from Wall Street on that. Yeah, it's looking good. Jeez, remember when there's so many cars in inventory that an interest rate hike, you're like, crap, it's gonna be even harder to sell these cars now. Right. right. OEMs have to start discounting more. Dealers are, you know, reducing their, their profits. And now it's just like, okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Here's well, another. You need the car, have it. So <laughs> half point yep. isn't going to kill you. All right. I guess that really kind of is all we have time for today. It was good to be with you. Look, let's collaborate. Let's take ownership and accountability for what we can do. Start with a little humility. 
start with a little leadership and see where we go from there. We'll see you tomorrow. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If I said it once, no need to repeat. Run up on me, watch you fall to your knees. Tip my hat.